And hello again. Welcome to Money Unleashed with Chris Hoffman. My name is Randy Cook, and each week we sit down here and talk through some of the financial headlines. But really, this show is all about answering your questions. What am I going to do about Social Security? What do I do with my 401k? Who's going to help me with my retirement planning? I haven't found that person yet. Well, here we are. Here here I am. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) Sitting here live. There we go. How are you doing today? Happy New Year, Chris. Happy New Year to you. Hope you got some... uh much needed rest and relaxation going into the new year. I uh, yeah, I went back and forth between being a load on the couch and then just having unending energy. So I just went back and forth and back and forth. One day I'd do nothing, and the next day I'd be out there doing all sorts of stuff. Endless so. energy at our age? That's not right. <laughs> yeah, now you make me feel bad. <laughs> but you know what? Then I need three days to recuperate oh, yeah, after the yeah. endless energy. Exactly yep. right. All right, so here we are, brand new show, first one of the new year. That's right. And so we're going to do kind of a theme thing today. We uh, we handled an awful lot of stories, and there were, I mean, financially, there was just a lot going on in 2023. So we're going to do a little bit of a look back and then a look forward. How does that and how is it developing and how does it affect us? Because, you know, this is the time of year, Chris, where you watch Financial Network and all it is is predictions of the new year. What's the Fed going to do? What's the stock market going to do? And everybody knows, wants to know, where are we going with all of this? That's right. Yeah, they do. I mean, we've had inflation numbers all over the board. Mm -hmm. The Fed's been in the public eye. And they've made the markets move, that's for sure. Well, why don't we start right there? Okay, at this time last year, the beginning of 2023, the inflation rate was 6.4. With all the work the Fed did, got it down to 3.1. So we're going the right direction. And the Fed is still talking about rates. In January last year, we were at 4.5. Now we're at 5.5. So all the word is the Fed is done Uh, Just this week, there was a little, you know, I wonder if they really are done. So let me ask that. Where are rates going, Chris? Do you think that rates will go down as fast as they went up? And how does this affect financial planning? Uh, They never go down as fast as they go up. It's like prices at the gas pump. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As soon as you get a hint that oil's going up, gas prices rise, and they're slow to slide back down. Right. And what I'm seeing is the economy's still running hot. Mm -hmm. Travel is still... The airlines are still full. The hotels are full. Everybody's spending money. I suspect that this Christmas spending season was strong, which means persistent inflation. And that's going to put the Fed in a position of not being able to lower interest rates because they need to cool the economy. So that's the... The dilemma and where they're stuck is if they cool the economy too much, we fall into a recession. Mm -hmm. If they don't stop raising rates and possibly lower rates, it could also force us into a recession. But if they lower rates and the economy overheats, we're back to 6% inflation. So that's something that will be in the focus of the Fed, and we'll have to watch it and monitor the economy and see how it's impacting the markets. It was interesting. I mean, after the Fed's last meeting where they hinted at a potential to lower interest rates by two or three times, Mm Uh, in 2024, the market exploded upward. Right. And then now that inflation is starting to creep back up, you know, we're starting off the new year a little slow. Mm-hmm. So there's some trepidation out there. And maybe the potential of lower interest rates has already been baked into the market in 2023. 
So well, got to watch that. We had a lot of people come into Hoffman Financial Group last year who are either right on the edge of retirement or a couple of years from retirement. And one of the reasons that brought them in is the interest rates and the fact that now I don't have to push all my money into the market. There are other things I can use to get three, four, five, even six percent. So if the interest rates start going down, does that hurt those financial vehicles or are they still going to be a good deal? No, it, it will definitely hurt them. We're already starting to see some of that um, in the Treasury bills, in CD rates, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, as inflation starts to come down, interest rates and those guaranteed payments will slide. But if the Fed does, in fact, lower interest rates sometime in 2024, that should spur the market higher. Mm -hmm. So that's the balance. And that's why you've got to watch your portfolio and you've got to be more active in managing it. You can't just set it and forget it because sometimes your bonds won't perform well. Sometimes your equities won't perform well. So you need to have a lot of alternatives and asset classes to rebalance your portfolio from. You know, here's an analysis everybody, I believe, should do, probably should have done it over the holiday, but the first week or two of January, one of the analysis that I would recommend everybody does individually is pull out your brokerage statements, your 401k, and look at what you made last year, okay? okay? Just look at it in percentages and look at it in dollars, not counting what you've contributed and what your company's matched. I'm talking about pure growth in the portfolio. And then compare it to the S&P 500. S&P 500 had a good year. It was up over 22%. Mm -hmm. So did you lag that? Did you only get 10%, 9%, 12%? And then look at the balance of your portfolio. How much did you have in equities versus fixed income? Because fixed income won't do 22%. It didn't last year. Mm -hmm. So you got to have a benchmark that you track it against. So look up some type of indexed fund that has a balance of stocks and bonds in it, whether it's 80% equities, 20% bonds, or 70, 30, or 60, for whatever your risk profile is, and compare it versus that. And if you're beating that, then you had a good year. If you're underperforming that, you got to engage somebody. We'd recommend you call us because we'll scrub it, we'll do a portfolio x-ray on it, and we'll identify why you lagged the market and why you lagged your benchmark. We always say do the math on your retirement. That's something you can do at home. Just take a look at how you did. You, you now have the numbers. You know what they are. Now compare it to the market. And if you're lagging that, there's a reason. And we can find that reason for you in the portfolio x-ray and maybe turn some of that around for you. 404-341-6767 is our number. You give us a call or you can just reach out to us right now. Use our website, which is unleashyourmoney.com. Click on the button that says the x-ray. All right, looking back, looking forward in our show today. We look back. Where was the Dow? Where was the market at this time last year? We were at 33,000. We end the year over 37,000. So a good year, even with all that was going on with the wars and the, the Fed and the interest rate and the inflation, all that was going on. But all that's still going on, Chris. So, yeah. <laughs> so you've got to plan. You've got to plan retirements. You've got to plan portfolios with all of that swirling around still. That hasn't changed, has it? Yeah. And I think that that stat on the Dow has a lot of investors' heads spinning as far as, did I do okay last year? Did I keep pace with what's going on in the markets? Because the Dow was only up 12%. Mm -hmm. The S&P 500 was up 22%, as I previously stated. And the NASDAQ was up 49%. Mm -hmm. 
So this points towards sector rotation, right? I mean, you've got to find the sectors that are taking advantage of what is going on in the economy. Why did the NASDAQ explode? We know. The Magnificent Seven, mm-hmm. a lot of discussion on artificial intelligence. Were you ahead of that curve or were you behind that curve in 2023? And the same thing happened in 2022, right? We had a down year, but your bonds really underperformed. The stock market didn't hurt you in 2022. It was those darn bonds that were impacted by rising interest rates. And we should have seen it coming in 2022. At Hoffman Financial Group, we did. So we readjusted our clients' portfolios around that fact that interest rates were going to go up and bond prices were going to fall. And in 2023, we nudged in to more aggressive AI Magnificent Seven. This year, we're looking at those Magnificent Seven and analyzing, eh, some of them are a little bit top-heavy. I'll give you one, all right? I, I'm not recommending to buy or sell this particular stock, and if you have it, you may be perfectly fine holding it. And we have it in a large majority of our portfolios. But Apple, is a question mark in my mind right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think the products are revolutionary that they've launched in 2023. And in the first week of uh, January 2024, it's down 4%. So it's kind of leading the downfall, and not a, not a complete downfall of the NASDAQ, but it, a correction in the NASDAQ may be led by companies like Apple that can't sustain the hyper-growth that they've seen for the past five years. So I'm not saying you sell all your Apple stock. I'm not saying you don't add it to your portfolio if you don't have any Apple stock. I'm just saying when we look at rotating and rebalancing our portfolios, these are the type of granular conversations that we're having with our financial planning team. And that, we believe, keeps us ahead of the market's performance, and we don't get surprised by bond prices that are falling or missing out on the Magnificent Seven's rise in 2023. But you have to be cautious in 2024. Those stocks skyrocketed. NVIDIA as an example. Now, I feel differently about NVIDIA because I believe they are the premier chip manufacturer for AI. So you got to break it down. You got to look at all the equities. You got to look at all the sectors. And as an individual, do you really have time to do that? Especially if you're working. Do you really have time to analyze individual sectors, individual stocks in those sectors, and then put it into a plan and not just an investment plan, but an overall income plan, tax strategy plan, growth targets, setting benchmarks to overachieve and measure yourself against Or do you need somebody that's proficient at it and does it for a living, like Hoffman Financial Group, let our advisory teams do all that for you and report it to you in a scorecard? And we do that on a quarterly basis for our clients. Every every client of ours gets a quarterly invitation for a meeting. They can take us up on that offer or they can pass and do it, you know, twice a year or three times a year. But you automatically get a text from Hoffman Financial Group every quarter saying, it's time for you to meet with your advisor, open his calendar and book your own appointment. You can do that on the weekends or in the evenings or early morning, whenever it's convenient for you. 
Well, it's probably intriguing you that, you know, what do I do with my money this year? What, it's an election year. Does that change what I'm going to do? Uh, give us a call at the Hoffman Financial Group, and let's sit down and go through it with you. We'll do that for you at no charge. We call it a portfolio x-ray. We'll run all those numbers for you absolutely free. 404-341-6767 or unleashyourmoney.com. All right, Chris, you talked about the Magnificent Seven. So that was a huge story and continues to be in 2023 and 2024. Now, in the past, we haven't had the Magnificent Seven, but years ago they had a thing called the Nifty 50, and these were the stocks that held up the market. And in the 80s or 90s, I think they had something called the Four Horsemen, and they were very That's much right. tech stocks. So this is not unusual, mm-hmm. but I'm watching an interview with, you remember um, the movie Wolf of Wall Street? I do, yeah. Okay, Justin Belfort, that was the guy who uh, Leonardo DiCaprio played. And just recently, Justin Belfort, he's out of jail now, and he's doing well. He wrote a book. <laughs> And he sits down with Tucker Carlson and there was a really good interview and Tucker asked him this and let me ask you this, this magnificent seven, it seems like that's where we should be. But why can't I pick my own magnificent 10 or magnificent 15 and get by and that's my portfolio? You absolutely should. Good question. And we absolutely do that for our clients and for a portion of your money. You know, we've got a portfolio called the Angry Bull, as an example. <laughs> okay. You know, which is a, we're looking for that value, that depressed stock price in good companies to catch a bounce. Uh, we have a sector rotation portfolio, and we look at all 11 sectors of the S&P 500, and we rank them. Mm-hmm. And we rank them in order of which ones do we think have the highest probability for the biggest level of growth in the new year. Then we actually rebalance it every quarter or four months. But then we go into each sector after we've ranked them and we try to identify the top A-plus companies in each one of those sectors Mm -hmm. because we don't want to buy all 500. Then that's kind of the flaw, although I I like where Jack Bogle took the industry by going with index funds versus mutual funds. Mutual funds habitually underperformed the market. I like index funds to some extent, but the problem with buying the S&P 500 index is you're going to get the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. Example is the stats that I just shared. You're going to get some of the Dow, which went up 12%. You're going to get some additional companies in the S&P 500, the list of 500 companies. And then you're going to have some of the NASDAQ in there. The NASDAQ clearly boosted the S&P 500. But would you rather have 49% last year or 12? I mean, it's a no-brainer, right? (laughs) Right. So now, is that the way you invest your entire portfolio? Let's say you've got a million or two million in your 401k. You move it to a brokerage link to buy individual stocks. No, I wouldn't put all 1 million or 2 million into 10 stocks. That wouldn't be diversified enough. But for a portion of your money, your high-growth portfolio, you should absolutely be targeting through your financial advisory team those 10 or 15. I don't know what we name them, Randy, but we need a good tag phrase for this, right? All right. We've eaten up Magnificent 7 and Nifty 50, but we'll come up with something. Okay. But, you know, we need those 10 or 15 market movers. Let's call it the market movers, okay? okay? You need your 10 market movers, the ones that are going to propel the stock market in 2024. We have those in our sites. We were studying them in the fourth quarter of 2023. So if you'd like some insight into where we think 
those top 10 or 15 stocks are going to come from, give us a call, set an appointment. We'll do a portfolio x-ray for you for free and give it to you. And then we'll talk about our who we think is going to carry the market in 2024. And I think that's a big key because the markets are getting more and more lopsided, for lack of a better word. It's either high tech or it's pharmaceuticals or EV. So there's a bunch of interesting uh, markets out there for us to research, and we'll hopefully find those 10 or 15 market movers for you. Chris, we've talked before about people who are uncomfortable with the risk of the market, and we've talked about that there are places within the market that aren't as risky. Is that something that people should be looking for, the best sector in a lower risk area of the market? Is that something we should be talking about? Yeah, but let me challenge that because I think that that, and that's a traditional, you know, the way you manage your money in, in the market and you look for standard deviation of a stock, which is it's basically its financial risk measure. But that that has changed quite a bit okay. from the standpoint of finding lower risk equities is a dangerous proposition because they will underperform the overall market in the good years but I don't think they're going to hold up very well if we fall into a recession because when the tide goes out, it pulls out all stocks. Mm -hmm. So why would you buy a lower risk profile equity that you know if the market heads south, it's going to go down? Maybe not as much, right, as the Magnificent Seven or what have you. But why would you accept that loss without the probability of it outperforming the stock market if the market has a good year. I would point your safety at other asset classes. Okay. Dare I say bonds, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if interest rates truly have spiked and if we believe they're going to start to decrease, then I change my attitude in bonds and possibly we add that to portfolios. We add structured notes to portfolios, which are very low risk, high fixed income products, and we look for those types of opportunities to invest your funds versus saying, well, and I'm not bashing Coca-Cola. It's a wonderful company and a great stock. Just ask Warren Buffett. Mm. But, you know, a Coca-Cola, if you believe the market's going to go down, you say, well, I want to park it there. There's really only one reason, in my opinion, to buy Coca-Cola. It's the dividend. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go with dividend investing – that can lower your risk profile and it gives you some type of highly reliable income stream in case the market does fall. But outside of that, if you're looking for capital gains, I would not look at low risk, lower standard deviation stocks. I would be looking to maximize the growth in the right stocks, in the right sector, and then use other and different asset classes to lower your overall risk in your portfolio. All of that to say, if that sounds like something you're not doing right now, you probably need to engage us and meet with one of our advisors to hear all the options that are available for you. And a right place to do that would be our website, unleashyourmoney.com. Right there, you're going to see a couple of different opportunities for you. You'll see the x-ray right there. That's a great place to start. Click on that, and there'll be a little information we'll ask from you, and our team will reach out to you and say, hey, when's a good day to sit down and talk through this? You can also reach out to us by our phone number, 404 
844-341-6767. All right, so speaking of pennies dropping on the floor, this is that time of year. If you haven't done it already, you're standing in a long line at Dick's Sporting Goods and you're returning the stuff that doesn't fit or is orange and you never really wanted orange. Nope, I do it all online, Randy. <laughs> Good for I am you. not standing in line at a store. <laughs> Good for you. Well, here's something that I found out this year. You know, everybody's trying to make money everywhere. Some of the companies are charging a return fee of $7. If you bought something on Amazon and you don't bring it back to Kohl's where they have a little Amazon stand uh, and you go to UPS, they're going to charge you money there as well. So it brings a whole new meaning to the term many happy returns. Wait, <laughs> let, wait, wait let me get my wife. She needs to sit down on this segment. Her, her Amazon packages when they arrive oh. and, and I carry, what, eight of them in the house. Yep. She, her first comment is, oh, don't worry, half of those are going back. Yeah, I'm my like, wife's well, the same way. So that's the other half that we have to pay for, right, honey? Uh, exactly <laughs> right. All right, so they may charge you some hidden fees here, and this is something Chris and I have talked about a lot on this show. Um, the fees in the financial industry are very, they're not transparent. They're very hidden. And a lot of times it takes some analysis in order to figure out what you're paying, Chris. Yeah, it does. The one that drives me nuts is when financial advisors that are fiduciaries and, and all of the financial advisors should be and are fiduciaries with a series 65 or series 66 license, but they charge an advisory fee, perfectly normal. Let's call it 1% per year. Um, they charge on your assets, but then they put you into products that have expense ratios. Mm -hmm. And that's, in my opinion, that's a little bit of a double dip, right? That's an easy out for the advisor to just kind of exonerate themselves on the performance side and kind of blame another money manager. And now you're paying two people. So I don't know why you would pay your advisor and then pay the person investing your funds. At Hoffman Financial Group, what we try to do is consolidate it down to we will recommend and we will invest your, let's call it, equities portfolio in something that we've reached out to our financial planning team. We've assessed the markets. We've assessed the sectors. We've assessed the companies. And we build the portfolio. So there's no expense ratio on our stock portfolio. It's also not a mutual fund. So you don't own a share of a mutual fund in Hoffman Financial Group's equity portfolio, you actually own the shares of stock, which gives us a lot of tax control and a lot of visibility into how the individual stocks are impacting the overall portfolio. But you got to narrow your fees, and those fees need to be clearly printed. Mm -hmm. Let's say, you know, we use Fidelity as our custodian. So on the second page of Fidelity, it says, advisory fees right there as a line item. Mm -hmm. So there's no question when you calculate it, being able to figure out how many dollars you spent to hire this advisor. And then one of the commitments we make to every client is we're going to set a benchmark and we're going to outperform that benchmark to justify why you're hiring us to manage your money. If you're not getting value for that fee, either beating the market, beating the benchmark, or doing estate planning, tax strategies, overall income planning, social security analysis and strategies, pension analysis and strategies, real estate uh, analysis and strategies, then what are you getting for your money, right? You should just manage it yourself, stick it all in an index, and just ride the market. Mm -hmm. I think riding the market right now is a little bit dangerous, but if you hire us as your advisory team, 
Whatever we charge you, we will clearly show you and state in writing on a monthly statement, and we will tie it to a benchmark and look at you in the eyes every quarter and say, okay, are we exceeding your expectations and justifying what we're charging you? And I think that's a lost art in the Wall Street model today. One of the things that you challenged us to do at the beginning of the show, Chris, is look at the year, your year. How how much did your money go up? Compare that to the market, compare it to the Dow, compare it to the S&P, and then say, well, how did you do? Now, if you come up under the number, the Dow up 12, the S&P up 22, if you come in under that number, you may wonder why. And you may say, well, that's my fault. I didn't put enough risk in. But Chris, fees could be the culprit here. Yeah, they could. They can eat away. I mean, I did an analysis years ago on a 1%. It was inflation, but you could basically call it a fee. 1% additional inflation stole a million dollars in growth from a $3 million portfolio over 30 years. Wow. That's a huge number. So 1% sounds pretty, hey, hey, look, I'm going to charge you 1%. No big deal. Well, it's only no big deal if they're outperforming the benchmarks that you set. Mm -hmm. So that's the big key. Now, whether you made 10%, 15%, 25% last year, you should absolutely know why. You should also know what the risk profile of that portfolio is. And our intent with our clients is to squeeze risk down and expand growth up. And that's what we talk to you about quarterly. How are we squeezing the risk out of the portfolio and lowering that risk profile? But how are we maximizing the gains? And what are we measuring our portfolio against? So that way we've got a a benchmark and kind of a competitive index that we can track against to justify the fees that we charge our clients. So as we today on the show look back and look forward, we challenge you to do the very same thing. Look back. Take a look at how you did in 2023. If you don't have a financial advisor in your life right now, you can do that math. You can say, did I do 12% or better in the Dow? Did I do 22% or better in the S&P? And if not... There's a reason, and you should know that reason. We will find that reason for you and a whole lot more in the Portfolio X-Ray. We do that for everybody who comes in the door at no charge. 404-341-6767 is our number. 404-341-6767. We'll do the X-Ray for you at no charge. Or you can use our website, too, unleashyourmoney.com. Click on the button that says the X-Ray. Well, you may have broken your New Year's resolutions already. I don't know. I didn't make too many this year. I still haven't. Still haven't done too much with that. The, the last two years I did resolutions, yeah. ha- haven't looked at them, and I didn't, I didn't do any this year. I'll tell you why, okay? Some, <laughs> sometimes we get a little unrealistic with uh, our resolutions. Yeah. This is a guy on TikTok, and this is why we all fail, this guy. 2024 is going to be my year. Yeah, this is this is the year I turn it around. I'm going full paleo for 2024. I'm not even sure what that even means yet, but but I'm I'm committed. Cold plunging, sauna. These are words that I'm going to use regularly in 2024 because it's going to be part of my health regimen. I'm not holding back. You know, no no goal is too big. Like, here, here's a fun one right here. Climb Mount Everest, you know. Am I going to do it? I don't know. I don't probably, I don't know. Maybe not. It, but I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's got some hefty goals. Yes, he does. Well, yeah, he I actually, I, I misled the audience. Okay. I did text my neighbor last week and say, hey, let's go hit the gym. Okay. So, All you right. know, we, 
we've, we've kicked that off. I don't know how long that'll last, but <laughs> we, we're trying something. Well, sometimes we get a little ambitious with these things. But, you know, many times we'll start the year and say, I'm going to save more or I'm going to get help with my money or, you know, retirement's not too far away. I really have to have that meeting with a retirement planner of some type. So, Chris, if if people are feeling that right now, let's just kind of disarm everything and say, the portfolio x-ray is a great first step, and it's not that painful. <laughs> yeah, so that's one of the things that I think kind of causes caution with people engaging a new financial advisory team is, all right, how painful is this going to be? Mm-hmm. How many meetings do I need to go to? Right. Are they going to try to take all my money day one and <laughs> throw everything in the air and rebuild the portfolio? And we just don't take that approach. We take the approach that, you all should live your life either in retirement or go back to work and let us do the reports. Let us do the work. Let us do the analysis and provide it to you complimentary, meaning we don't charge to do these analysis points. If you can take it and you want to tweak it yourself inside your 401k, we'll not only do a 401k x-ray, but we'll do a 401k optimization report if you show us all the choices inside your 401k that you can choose from, that's all complimentary and free. You can take the report and you can change it if you want through your 401k company. Or if you see something in there that you say, hmm, you know, this is powerful. Um, this is different. Haven't seen these types of investment strategies before. Haven't seen this level of analysis deep into the equities market and you want us to manage a portion of your assets, we can start with that. So, you know, and I believe in technology too. That's why we do the quarterly uh, meeting texts for our clients. Instead of us constantly calling all of our clients every quarter, which probably would be physically impossible at this point, we we automate it. We make it easy for our clients to, to engage with us and we make it easy for them to come in and get some type of benefit from that meeting. It's not just a big, hey, let's talk for an hour, hour and a half. We do a lot of listening. We do a lot of preparing. And we will show you your portfolio under a microscope. Very easy to understand, by the way. It takes 15 minutes for us to walk you through it, give you a copy of it, let you digest that as a starting point. I think we're all kind of accustomed to that now, Chris, because like my dentist, you know, sends sure. me my my little text and says, OK, you got an appointment coming up in a month. Are we still good with that? And yes or no. And and if no, then we just move on. Uh, Walgreens sends me my my, you know, little text and tells me that my prescription is ready. I mean, that's yep. kind of the way the world is right now. Yeah. And you have to keep pace with it. And I think, unfortunately, the financial industry is way behind mm-hmm. on where. Uh, we are as a society. We're in a very fast-paced, not a lot of time can be wasted world, and we need to cater to that and make it easy for our clients, and I believe we do a great job of it. Well, we want to make sure that you have the opportunity, at least as you get into the new year, to know where you're going. I can guarantee one thing. I'm not supposed to use that word, but I can guarantee <laughs> this. You can't. You are you are closer to retirement now than you were last year. Okay, well, there you go. We, That's you, a good I, point. you know, you you're getting there, and you've been putting it off. And here is a time at the brand new part of the year where you can say to yourself, "All right, this is the year I've been listening to Hoffman all these years on Money Unleashed. I know I'm supposed to do it." I'm going to do it this year. So just make the phone call or use our website and let's just do that portfolio x-ray. 
Maybe all you have is a 401k, and that's where you're packing all your money. You are not unusual. A lot of us are doing the very same thing. But as Chris has said many times on this show, why are you passively managing your biggest retirement asset? Let's get some management with that thing. Uh, if we have an election year and it's very uncertain as we go into the new year, Let's get some management of your 401k and get that thing ready for retirement. 404-341-6767 is our number. You'll talk to our virtual assistant, Amelia, and you can make an appointment right there. You can tell us what you're, you're interested in talking about. And then on Monday, one of our team from the Hoffman Financial Group will give you a call. We'll talk through it more, get a date on a calendar. You can also do it all yourself at UnleashYourMoney.com. Click on the button that says X-Ray, and you'll be on your way. So, uh, Chris, one of the other big stories of 2020, 23 was the collapse of some of these regional banks. Anytime a bank collapses, we all go, holy cow, what's going on here? So the reason that some of these banks fell was because they were heavily invested in and funding the tech sector, a lot of these startups and also commercial real estate. Those things don't seem to have changed going into 2024. Is it possible we could see more banks collapse in 2024. I think so. And one of the things, you know, we'll analyze is how many of those regional banks are lopsided in their commercial real estate lending. Mm -hmm. If they hold large positions in commercial real estate, I would caution with that. Um, and it's not because the economy is poor. The economy's running hot right now. It's just that, you know, as, as in any environment over every decade, the economy shifts mm -hmm. and things change. And what's changing big time is the workplace environment. A lot of people are working from their homes. They have offices set up. It's very easy for them to communicate via Zoom or Teams. I think that that spells kind of a flattening to down commercial real estate market. It's one of the areas that I'm concerned about that could push the economy into a recession. But if you're investing with a regional bank, and you don't understand their balance sheet, I think that's a little bit dangerous. I would go with the federal banks only at this point. Does this mean, uh, we talked about sectors earlier in the show, uh, does the financial sector, is that something that you kind of look at with a raised eyebrow because of things like this? Or are there other places within the financial sector that are healthy? Yeah. Uh, so it's a matter of picking the right stocks in those sectors. Mm -hmm. I, I personally think J.P. Morgan Chase is still the class of the federal banks. I'm not recommending you buy it. I'm not recommending you sell it. And I'm not recommending you hold it. It's a discussion inside of the larger picture of your portfolio. Mm -hmm. But you have to be selective. I'm not a big fan of Wells Fargo. I think they're still caught up with uh, the overselling. You open up a checking account and they yeah. sell you two savings accounts. It's like, <laughs> yeah. come on, guys. You know, <laughs> is there a quota you need to hit? So those types of things are cautionary, and then you got to look at the underlying assets of each one of these banks to really determine how exposed they are. But am I big on the financial, the banking industry in 2024? I would say no. Well, there's a, another story there that has to do with interest rates, and that's, you know, if housing isn't going well, the economy isn't going well. Because when people buy houses, then they're on their way to Home Depot, and they're buying flooring, and they're buying curtains, and they're buying furniture. And this is just good for the economy when housing is good. But with the interest rates going way up the way they have, that slowed things down. If interest rates start going down, that would seem to help housing, and that would be a good thing for 2024. Yeah, specifically, it'll help the mortgage industry. It'll help the uh, refinances, et cetera. 
But, you know, you cited Home Depot in this uh, mm -hmm. sector. Just because they're not building new homes doesn't mean people are saying, you yeah, know, now's not the time to upgrade to a new home because if we took a mortgage out, it would be at six or seven percent versus what it used to be three and a half, four percent. Right. But they're going to look around the house and go, okay, what can we do to this house to make it more livable? Right. New coat of paint, you know, upgrading a bathroom or a kitchen. So those things spell profits for Home Depot. Mm -hmm. So you got to do a little bit of digging and you got to spend some time really analyzing it. Or if you don't want to do that, We'll do the analysis for you and we'll educate you on it. So, but it will take you calling in, booking an appointment, sharing some information with us, and then we'll pick a convenient time for you to meet with us. It's like you have the same question that all the guys do in my foursome. They look at me, you do that show with Chris Hoffman. Where should I put my money? I <laughs> yep. said, call Chris for crying That's out loud. right. Don't That's look right. at me. Yeah. You know, they say to me, Randy, what's going to kill us this week? <laughs> <laughs> Go watch CNBC and see what they have to say. And there's always somebody who's saying the world's coming to an end. Yep. And then there's somebody who's saying we're in for a great year. And you've got to sift through all that. And why? Why are you doing that? Yeah. And I think you should have a great year every year yeah comparative to the market if the point. market's up you should exceed it then you should exceed your benchmark if the market's down you shouldn't have lost anywhere near what the market took away and you should rebalance and be in a position to buy equities at a cheaper price point there should be no year where you go "Ooh, ouch i lost 20 percent. i lost 30 percent that really should not happen in your late 50s 60s or 70s from my perspective now if again if we're going to pick the top 10 or 15 stocks, oh yeah, they'll be volatile. We'll, we may lose money in those stocks, but how much of your portfolio would we assign to that 10 or 15 stock portfolio? Not all of it. So you just have to understand your investments, how they should behave, what their exposures are, and then you need to be okay with it when it does what you know it can do, which is on the highly aggressive stocks, they're going to go up and they're going to go down. You got to be patient with it. Well, what we would love to be able to do is help you through all of that, because if you're wondering, where should I put my money this year? This looks like a pretty volatile year, election year, all that. There's a lot of uncertainty right now. Why don't we give you a little certainty with your money? And the way to do that is do the math on your retirement. Do the math on your money. 404-341-6767. We offer what we call a portfolio x-ray, and we'll do that for you at no charge. You can also use our website, UnleashYourMoney.com. Click on the button that says X-Ray there, and you'll be on your way. Thanks for listening to the Money Unleashed podcast from the Hoffman Financial Group, proud partner of the Georgia Bulldogs. To get started on your customized retirement plan, go to MoneyUnleashedPodcast.com. Chris Hoffman is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all of our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and to make full disclosure of any conflicts of interest, if any exist. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A, page 4, for additional information. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and 
annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by BWA. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Insurance license in Georgia number 163546.